Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me, Austin Crosby, and I'm coming in a little bit earlier today at 4.34, having just eaten a salad. You know, some days you want to uh, get the work day done earlier. Let's, let's put it that way. And, uh, yeah, 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 this opportunity struck. So we had a weird one. It was a bed of lettuce with a bunch of carrots, which are good because it's orange, and Halloween is right around the corner. Then we also had a whole bunch of cherry tomatoes from the garden. And, uh, wow, sorry I'm distracted. It's so crazy out because of the wildfires. The uh, cold air rolls off the mountains. It's supposed to snow this weekend. And with it, it brings all of the smoke and ash to the point where you go outside and, like, everything's covered in ash. And um, today's one of the darker days. There have been, like, two darker days this year than this, but it's still, like, pretty dark. And just orange, again, like the carrots on the salad. It's just very moody. The lighting is... uh, very diffused, but still kind of directional. So you're getting shadows on stuff. Um, yeah, it's just a weird light situation, which, hey, I appreciate. And so does Casey, because we know a little bit about light. So anytime it's drastically different and colored, we really get into that. Uh, also on the salad was this cheese that I can't remember the name of, but it's Danish. And uh, it's at Trader Joe's. You would be able to spot it from six feet away because it is orange and green and white, um, which seems like a rainbow in the world of cheese. But it is admittedly missing red, yellow, blue, indigo, and violet. Hmm. Anyway, it's, it is delicious, and we put on some toasted sesame dressing and uh, got our chew on, and it was very good. So, moving on. Today, we started to watch the new Hulu series, Hellstrom, which um, admittedly is about two siblings who were the spawn of a demon or something, a serial killer, um, but it's two siblings that are in their late to middle 30s and have some demonic powers very supernatural goody and while the show seems like it could have a good premise this is where we're going to do a little bit of analysis some meta analysis on this kind of production I think we could have talked about this before to an extent as I think everything at this point we've talked about just about everything but Hulu Hired a lot of the filmmakers, whether they were producers, directors, or anything down to even electricians on the set. Gaffers, sound guys, editors, everything. Entire production companies. Okay, if you can imagine that. Very similar, I like to tell like lay people, production companies are like construction companies. And they get, they build a film or a series, a season of a film, shows, just like... A construction company might pop up apartment buildings. And a lot of the ones that had worked with ABC, Fox, 
those kinds of public channels migrated to Hulu. It makes all the sense in the world if you think about it. Hulu was the uh, company that for the longest time just rebroadcasted public channel stuff on demand and then eventually signed more distribution deals. And uh, now we're in this situation where Hellstrom is almost exactly the same shot to shot as Fringe or Bones or anything else that would have been a Fox primetime show, except for Surface. Maybe that was ABC. That was ABC, just like Kyle XY. But all those sorts of things would have been on those channels. Now they're getting made for Hulu and Hellstrom is this uncanny, it's not uncanny is in the word, but it's like a time machine. It's like you're looking through a portal back into primetime 2008. And that's fine. We did enjoy that other Hugh Laurie show where he essentially was Dr. House. He was a psychiatrist in, I think, also San Francisco. That was something that was distracting that I kept saying to Casey while we were watching Hellstrom is if there's, I don't know, the show, I haven't watched enough of it to understand how many paranormal children grew up to have superpowers in this world. Heroes is another example. Um, you know, the show Heroes. Yeah, I don't know how many people they are, but it strikes me as disillusioning that they're all in San Francisco. And also that's the furthest south they'll go. Like they'll be in Washington, Portland, all these places. I don't know. It's a, it's a cool place. I like all that, but it is reminiscent of... Uh, you know, Hitchcock and Gone in 60 Seconds and these other things that take place in San Francisco, it made sense in like the 60s, but now I'm kind of like, what? You know, like even Big Hero 6 takes place in San Francisco. And um, that you're, this is coming from someone who very much, and hey, I'm still young, but I always thought like maybe I could move to San Francisco. So I don't, I don't hate San Francisco, but um, if there are like vampires and stuff, I don't know. I guess there could be some in San Francisco. It just also all, and they're not the same universe, but like I'm also as a viewer supposed to believe from these production companies that like all the stuff that happened in fringe is happening in San Francisco. All the stuff that's happened to not Dr. House, but that other Hugh Laurie character, that's all going on in San Francisco. Like how come there are two dozen Fox primetime shows that all can be happening in San Francisco. Like, and that same thing being said about this Hellstrom, I realized like whoever this is making these shows. And I swear, like I, this is an instinct of mine. I've done no research into it, but if you looked up this show and went on IMDb and started clicking around and connecting the dots, um, I'm confident that I would be proven correct. I don't need to look into who made this to look at it and go like, Oh, this is a Fox thing. And it's as similar, kind of ironically, because I don't believe it's made for Fox, as all that DC television show stuff. The DC stuff, I don't know that it is Fox. It could be. It could be TNT or AMC or any of that stuff, too. But again, there's a lot of overlap in the Venn diagrams of production assistants who work, I'm sure, on 
shows for AMC and TNT and Fox and ABC and all those shows. Um, but th- anyway, what I'm getting at here is the whole of Hellstrom feels like they're just trying to make a Batman episode, but not with Batman. Like it's the tone that you would implore if you were trying to make Batman where they're detective, they're showing up at a scene, they're asking questions and they're like, Oh, this or that. Oh, have you talked to so-and-so? No. And then they go to talk to him. It's investigator stuff, but it's like, yeah, that's what Batman was. So when you try and make like gritty investigator, you're, you're trying to make Batman. We know what you're doing. Or Sherlock was kind of similar, but there's only so many in the Rolodex of these kinds of things. And, um, one thing that really stuck out, and again, I, I know you guys don't want maybe my deep dive into Hellstrom, but they go into this like warehouse that the sister has, and I guess probably San Francisco. I think she was in San Francisco. And this is like a big industrial space with like shelving and like really cool light fixtures and stuff. And there's just this like dude hanging out there wearing like a tie and a vest who she like comes into and it's you can presume that they're very wealthy. Everyone in this situation is very wealthy. They have like a 10,000 square foot warehouse. It looks like the uh, Mythbusters warehouse, but like if the Mythbusters just yeeted a bunch of money into their warehouse instead of like making it productive. Um, so it's like a bat, it's a bat cave is what I'm getting at. And it reminds me of again, Fringe, which actually now that I think about it, Fringe probably happened in, Washington DC or like Baltimore but it might as well have not had been in those places anyway yeah they have this big warehouse and she just goes there to talk to this guy in a vest who's like very much the uh, butler who tells her what she already knows and then she leaves to go do something it's just like makes me want to pull my eyeballs out and also finish the show but you're never quite content watching the show. And maybe it's because I have this deep-rooted memory of like staying up watching Fringe or House or whatever, uh, Lost, and just knowing that I like had to go to bed and go to school the next day. So I have this angst, angst that um, I carry with me as like a Fox-produced television show PTSD. Anyway... Food for thought. This episode's gone on long enough. It's been a creepy day. We enjoyed our salad. Um, Casey's also experiencing minor car problems. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. It's her accessory battery. So it is truly minor. But it's also annoying. So have a good day. Thank you for being healthy. Come again tomorrow.